Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast with our Ask the Expert series, a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Max Curtin, Editor-in-Chief here at EM360 and your host on today's podcast. Now, on today's episode, I'm very excited to be joined by Arachana Vemlapelli, who is the GM Managed Infrastructure Services at IBM. So, Arachana, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining me today. Max, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. You're very welcome. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting into today's topic. I think we've got a lot of stuff that we can explore today. But before we get into that, would you mind just giving our listeners at home a bit of background on yourself? Sure, absolutely. So I'm responsible for the managed infrastructure portfolio at IBM. As you may have heard, this is the part of the business that being is just going to be spun off as a publicly traded company uh, in a year. Excellent stuff. Archana is joining us to explore the latest trends that are helping large enterprises really accelerate digital transformation. And I wanted to kick off the podcast by obviously giving context of what's going on at the moment in the world. So could you tell us a little bit more about how the pandemic might have impacted the urgency of digital transformation initiatives? Absolutely. I think we are witnessing probably the fastest deployment right, of remote work and the digital access to services across every domain imaginable. And, and the idea of digital transformation, as you've laid it out, is not new. I believe it's a part of every company's transformation agenda. But the big shift and the clear shift that I have seen, right, and that is the major prioritization change. Now it's a digital first approach. Every organization I've engaged with, and in fact, the market at large, is heading to a digital first approach. And this is a lens everybody needs to take, right? Our clients and the market need to refocus and they are refocusing in a very big way. Um, I mean, the speed at which I've seen an acceleration in digital investments to ensure they're meeting client needs, to make sure they're using data and AI and other capabilities to really drive that, uh, that transformation urgency has only picked up pace. And I think it's only going to grow. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's um, been speeding up the conversations I've been having over the past six, seven months. Everyone is taking those steps in uh, digital transformation, whether we're talking about cloud or security or AI initiatives. Everyone has taken what was needed or what was planned over a period of time and really started to to ramp up that adoption or at least making plans to get to where they want to be. So it's it's been interesting to kind of study that and then see how it's grown. From your standpoint, what, what technologies do you think digital transformation is giving rise to the most? I mean, I think there are some very obvious ones, right? I think cloud-based services, clearly. Um, the construct of data and right and data platforms is picking up. AI, very clearly. IoT has seen an upward trend. Robotic process automation, I think, is picking up. These are all gaining traction, but if I had to really bucket all of these major technology trends, right? I mean, I'll give you lens because at the end of the day, you see these technologies being adopted, but what are they being driven towards, right? The first thing you see is it's the changing customer expectation landscape. I consumed a certain way before, and now I want the flexibility to consume a different way going forward. And so I think a huge part of the refocus is how do I make sure I have flexible and scalable models to meet this change in perception of how my consumers are consuming, right? And, and why is this important? This is where the cloud services fit in, 
right? Because the the elasticity and the flexibility the models give you to scale at large and, and to ramp up as required really helps. And I think that's one aspect of it. The second aspect where I mentioned about data and AI, right? Uh, fundamentally, it's it really drives better value in how you manage your business operations. So a huge part of what organizations are going through is really recalibrating what they do, how they do it, and, and fundamentally shifting from a very reactive posture or a here's how we did things to a very proactive posture, right? And this is where data and AI become very powerful when used the right way. And then tied to, again, process automation, right? It's not about process automation from a mundane task, but it's about really driving efficiency and flexibility again. What are the things we do that we keep doing that we can now drive to a high degree of automation? What of our processes do we need to revisit now, right, to meet these flexible models? And then what can we go and automate along the way? So it requires that lens, right? And then one aspect that's actually common across all of these is um, really driving the speed at which this has to happen, right? So you need the organization behind you because this is fundamentally a new model that you push. Yeah, 100% agree with all those points. And it's it's interesting to see, isn't it, how when companies are put into a corner or, or when they're up against a situation, how quickly they can make these changes and make that transformation. Do you think this is going to be a continuing trend as we move forward? Absolutely. Um, and in fact, it needs to be a continuous trend in my view, right? Sometimes a trend is, is you know, used as a temporary in-part wave, but I think the idea of transformation and continual transformation is so core to what we have to do. And it's actually something we haven't been very successfully at, right? I mean, mm. we talk a lot about digital transformation, but truly transformed organizations or continually transforming organizations, they're not that many. And not because of lack of trying, it's just because of the complexity they have, right? So the percentages and the odds, if you look in the market, are actually still fairly low. And so I think the opportunity is massive. So I think the trend is in how fast people get on and start to transform. And then I think what we all need to get into the DNA of, right, is we have to start to really self-disrupt in a very, very aggressive way. Because if we don't disrupt ourselves, somebody will disrupt us. I mean, that is an age-old adage, but now more than ever, the ones that built the flexible models are actually surviving, right, through everything that's Mm -hmm. coming at them. Yeah, definitely. It, it's um, being able to adapt and overcome to to what's coming. And as you say, those are the companies that not only survive, but they they thrive as well in these kind of given environments. So it's it's interesting to see that adop- adoption, and hopefully we see that number go from low to very high in the future. But that obviously comes down to trends, companies, and the people behind it all. And obviously, when we're talking about this digital transformation and initiatives. It's not a cookie cutter approach that we can take. So how do digital transformation initiatives really compare across different industries? You know, it's interesting. Um, There are some industries that are naturally, I would say, digital savvy, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Typically, all the high tech uh, companies would be in this space. The media would be in this space. Telcos would be in this space. And and even there, you see um, a modest adoption across the board that's accelerating, But then you look at industries that you typically think, hey, these are probably not the companies that are looking at transformation, but they're actually looking at it in a much more aggressive space, like pharmaceuticals, right, as an example, oil and gas, right, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, core uh, companies such as uh, those, right, are really now starting to pick up in a big pace in in a long way. And I think that's where the biggest opportunity is. 
Right? I think some of the, the high-tech companies naturally do it because you know you have to be ahead of what you're trying to tell the rest of the world to catch up to. But I'm seeing very quickly that even across all these industries or the traditional books of business as you know it, uh, there is complete recognition that they have to now cater to a very different base, not just a consumer base, but even an employee base. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's very fair. And do you think there is anything holding back these other industries or, or medium to smaller size businesses? Or does it just come down to resources at the end of the day? And, and that can sometimes be a limiter. You know, the biggest thing that actually holds you back on this one, transformation is hard, right? It is not, it's not yeah. easy. Um, and digital transformation actually is very complex. It's complex because it's not actually just a technology change, right? I mean, if you look at it as a technology change, oh, I'm deploying cloud services or, oh, I'm deploying, you know, some um, new AI models. It's not just a technology change. It's basically an operating model overhaul. Fundamentally, that's what it is because you're looking at the organization the way you had it, delivering a set of services, and now you're bringing in these these technology trends, right? Whether it's cloud, AI, data, um, you know, IoT, and then you're using those to really disrupt your model and come up with a new organization structure where all of these become value added to make your organization much more, you know, faster in the market or get to get a product out two days ahead of your competition. Right? That's mm-hmm. the speed it needs to give you. But that requires you to go in and actually willing to completely change your structures and models. And I think that's the part that slows people down because you tend to hold yourself back. Right. I mean, I always use the analogy, right? I can give you a brand new car that's extremely fast, but if you operate in the same rules and you still drive at 30 miles an hour, you're losing the value of it. Right. So you want to make sure that you 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 change up the rules of the surrounding structures in your organization to take these assets and then accelerate in the way they're meant to, right? So you have to really be willing to let loose. Mm, I think that's the perfect analogy. You've got to be willing to dare and willing to push to get the results that you kind of want to see. And it, it's it's interesting to talk about this in the sense of, as you say, it's difficult to make those transformational changes um, when it can be kind of difficult, but you've got to push the boundaries. And obviously, we've mentioned a couple of times here, cloud is obviously such a, a large part of what's been discussed over the past couple of years and even more so over the past six months. And when when I was speaking uh, to your guys previously, obviously, IBM is accelerating their hybrid cloud growth. And where do you see that kind of future of hybrid cloud kind of heading and why is it so important that people start to kind of understand the importance of what it can bring to a business? I think the understanding of importance exists, right? Um, I would Mm. not underestimate any of our clients or the market. I think the role that cloud and that investment that, in fact, a lot of our enterprises in the high-tech space have put into cloud are all there to see. And the value has demonstrated. And in fact, the value and the scale at which you can ramp it up has been clearly visible in a post-COVID world. Right? I think everybody mm-hmm. knows it and sees it. The challenge you have, again, is, again, how do you transform? How do you take this, this force momentum, right? And how do you build around it so you get you accelerate your growth with it? So it tends to be a skills challenge. It tends to be a, a transformation challenge. And, and this is the opportunity for services, right? I mean, that's what we do in IBM is we, we, we take the construct and the best of the breed of what a, a, a cloud construct brings you. We wrap the services around it and we drive that differentiation for our clients, right? And I think that's the help they need. And every organization 
all the all the clients we've engaged with are fully there. They are very committed to hybrid cloud. They're very committed to the journey to cloud. I think the biggest uh, differentiator is how fast people want to get there. That differentiates the people that really succeed and the people that are still grappling with a whole bunch of estate. Right? So I always use this simple uh, analogy, right? It's when you're at the finish line, you want to lean forward to win the race, not lean back, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think for for all of these technologies and for digital transformation, you want to, as an organization, lean forward and you want to pick partners that help you lean forward because that's when you win. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, uh, another great way of kind of putting it and I, I think a very apt way for people to kind of take that message going forward. And we've obviously been speaking a lot about what digital transformation is, what initiatives need to be done. Speed is such a key point and, and everything that we've discussed. But from your perspective, as we look forward, this is going to be an ongoing process for a very, very long time uh, as as technology changes and ideas change and companies want to keep building up better and better. So from your perspective, what do you hope to kind of see come out of all of this? What, what are you hoping to see over the next five, 10 years or so? Look, I am an optimist at heart, right? And mm-hmm. I believe that every challenge is an opportunity. And I think what what we've learned through this year is the importance of resilience and the importance of having flexible models and being able to recognize that people have needs and the needs change. And if we are adaptable, we can scale. And so my hope is that this um, is a strategic opportunity for every organization to recalibrate, to plan, and to really leverage the innovation that some of the technologies bring forward in a way that forces everybody to greater success, right? I mean, this is one of those things where if we play the circular economy approach the right way, we take the investments in technology and we grow our business, we grow our business and create opportunities and we support each other in a cycle, right? And so I think it's very mm-hmm. important for us to, to play this up. So I see a huge opportunity in upsell. I think um, the world at large can emerge much more powerfully and strongly out of this. And uh, we all can really learn to know, you know, to build on the models the right way. And, and I think we'll get to greater markets, greater growth collectively. Yeah, I I would love to see that as well. And people work best when they collaborate and there'll be a lot of fantastic opportunities and new things to see if there is that kind of unity. And I, I, I 100% agree with you that I think that is something that we can definitely work to. And I wanted to kind of end the podcast here. Obviously, it's been fantastic speaking to you today. And if we end on a slightly different note of I'd be remiss not to mention that you previously served as the CTO for for Washington, D.C. So can you tell us about any leadership lessons that you learned during your time there? Absolutely. Um, You know, uh, it was my privilege to be the CTO of D.C. I had an excellent team there and we got some amazing things done during my term there, you know, thanks to the team. But but the few things I learned, right, um, and I'll tell you the one that I learned, uh, I mean, I I always believe that I needed to be explicit about what I stand for, and I always operated that way. But what I saw in action was when you are explicit about what you stand for, the more explicit you are about the values, the more explicit you are about leaning forward, as I described, the team starts to emulate that, and they start to represent the values you care about. And why is that important? And what where is that? You know, what was the learning for me? is in times of crisis or in times where we had to turn things around very, very quickly, 
it's the team that you know rose up to the occasion representing that same values and that same morale so it wasn't about one person with a hero lens trying to get things done but it was the team that pulled it together so for me i think that one of the key lessons was to always be explicit about what you stand for right to lean forward mm-hmm. really you want people to really be thinking about uh, you know disrupting and growing because that's how we all grow and then it's also about really listening right because you need to treat your teams with respect you need to include them and and that pays off in in the strangest ways which you don't expect you know and you know you don't expect and you don't see it but that that respect you give a person and an individual when you're trying to turn things around they tend to be your strongest allies and you need that when you're trying to make sure you drive change right and we did some tremendous work in dc it's an excellent team there um, you know it was my privilege and honor to be a part of that team but but I, i think that's that's the one thing i did learn is you want to be very very clear you want to you want to inspire and you want to be humble you know humility is sometimes not stated as a key leadership trait but i think it's a very important lesson Yeah, I think there's a a lot of takeaways that can be utilized there from a lot of people listening to this that are in that leadership position and kind of take forward to their teams. But Achana, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. It's been great talking about digital transformation. Is there anywhere you would like our listeners to go if they would like more information on what we've discussed today? Absolutely. I mean, they should visit our website at ibm.com. Um we have a whole bunch of services and we will I can probably max send you a bunch of links as well right of all of our capabilities and anything people want to learn about transformation. Perfect. We'll make sure that's in the link below. So, Achana, thank you very much for coming on and speaking with me today. It's been a it's been great learning from you. Thank you, Max. I I appreciate the time and my my sincere thank you for the opportunity again. You're very welcome and uh thank you everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. We hope you took a lot away from our discussion. There's a lot of uh great resources and information to be learned here. So please join in the conversation at Ian360 on Twitter and LinkedIn. We'll of course be back next week with another episode in our Ask the Expert series. Until then, for more great daily content, please head on over to ian360tech.com.